I'm guessing we'll, you do some kind of intro. We do a little intro. We're, we're kind of already doing an intro right now. Okay, well, that's Which you're just completely unaware of. It's, that's I mean, reality TV that, for you. This is just reality TV now. It is. There's, there's a sl- you know, reality TV, you know, they do have some scripting, but they won't acknowledge it. Except yeah. there's sometimes when they'll be talking to the camera, they'll be like, hey, breaking the fourth wall here. Cool, uh, and I'll introduce. Um, so, welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Nathan is, well, his name's Nathan Hall. This is hard bit because usually I give people like a title. Yeah. Like they're an illustrator. Yeah. Or, you know, they're a writer or an editor. But I don't actually do anything yeah. constructive outside of. I, I did think uh, like a meme salesman. I mean, meme salesman works <laughs> for me. Um, meme extraordinaire. <laughs> meme connoisseur. Meme connoisseur. I like that. I, that's a little fancy. Happy with that one? I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, yeah. so this is Nathan Hall, who is a meme connoisseur. Thank you. I, yeah, it's a, a formal title. Formal title. It's a niche market for some, but it is. I imagine the range is is a lot like wine. Yeah, you it do. Goes I mean, from terrible to fine. Yeah, pure, like, pure memes. But I, I can, you know, sometimes memes are the opposite of that. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes an old meme ages quite finely. Yeah, it just goes through the years and trucks on through, and it's it's still as good as ever. That's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't agree, but uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I think in a way, I don't know. I think memes deteriorate over time. I, I mean, <laughs> if you look at old memes now, they probably wouldn't hold up. To be no. honest, like you get something like Bad Luck Brian and stuff. When memes first came around, I mean, Bad Luck Brian still goes strong though. It does, but the point is like. The memes from that kind of era, when they first came around, they were simple things. It was a a template picture of someone that went viral, and then they they threw, like, an amusing caption on it. Now it's a case of anything that's mildly amusing is pretty much a meme if it goes viral. Yeah, which is kind of disturbing, but... We can work around that. That's that's fine. Um, so I'll start with the same question and ask everyone, Nathan, which is yeah. how long have we known each other? Can we go with five months? Five months. Can't on you to do the exact maths there. I'm I'm thinking five months. Five months. It's either five time. or six. It's probably coming up on six. I mean, we're in August. So that's eight from the start of the year. It would have started in in March. I you said in March. Okay. Yeah, so you're looking at like five months. Okay, looking yeah, at five, five months. months and, you know, nail on the head in one. It's it's one of those again. I always say it's, it's the interesting point of seeing how people interact over different time periods of knowing. Yeah, because some people I've known for like a week. Okay, and then other people I've known for like eight years. So well, it's, it's you're in between at the moment. Okay, I'm, I'm you, middle you, ground. I mean, I see you every day. You don't just go pulling random strangers off the street, do you? Well, maybe. I mean, that is part of my dating spiel. Oh, okay. So you, <laughs> Apparently just, you just hang around front gate. I'm just on OkCupid, just like, want to join my podcast? <laughs> Which is a shockingly partially real life based. But I've met a few people through dating and be like, yeah, do you want to join my podcast? But that's just because you meet interesting people. Okay. So, you know, I mean, yours was just a willingness to participate, which is why. Mine, mine was. Yeah. I think when you say interesting people, you think me. I think you're interesting. I think I'm interesting. You kind of you, you're confusing to me. I mean, for the people at home, uh, I mean, there's an obvious age difference. Yeah, between it's us, 
Yeah. I mean, there's almost 10 years between us. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, is a while. Best to clarify, uh, you know, it's not, he's not bringing children around the house. No. no. And it's also best to clarify that I'm the eldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Like, I'm just not horribly haggard for 19. <laughs> <laughs> and you apparently discovered the fondant of youth. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I don't actually know where I lost it, but, but somewhere along the line it just became less youthful. Apart from an appearance, apparently, everyone still sees me as quite young. You do look quite young. I, I mean, I know a, my beard adds 10 years. Yeah. So Mine doesn't. I'm no. shaven here. But yeah, I think maybe that's that's what is. You do look quite young, and that intimidates people, especially people my age. I think it's a complete mismatch. Like the, people will probably look at the face and think, "Oh, he's quite young," and yeah. then they'll, if they just heard the voice, they'd probably think he's not the voice would throw them off. Yeah, and then they'd probably see the the height and think, I'm "Sure, I've seen this guy in a documentary," like <laughs> gigantism. My son's only 12, but he's aging. I was really Growing. worrying where you were going with that. <laughs> See me on this documentary. How to make a killer. <laughs> no, no, it's not like making a murder. I wasn't... No. Um, but Just incriminating yourself right now. <laughs> early on, I'd like to start with the criminal uh, portrayal of myself. Yes. Which uh, actually brings us nicely around to the topic which you uh, wanted to discuss. It does. Which yeah. is television. Television. I'm a big fan of television. Um, I mean, I don't have a TV license. No, I noticed when I came. I in, have a TV. You have a TV. I didn't actually see the TV, but I have a TV, but I don't have a TV license, so I don't watch terrestrial TV. No, but you're aware. Of, I'm aware of it. Yeah, I'm not. You haven't got to I've been aware of TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I use Netflix. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think TV is broad enough to say like shows you can stream as well. Okay, just I mean, shows I in general. But yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Like with TV, I've, I've watched like uh, a nice range of stuff. I'd say um, I, uh, I'm a fairly big fan of yeah, your average British soaps. I mm-hmm. like Coronation Street. I like Emmerdale. Um, but don't really get time to watch those anymore. Uh, but I, I enjoy, like I've said it before, reality TV a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the ones I do watch, I watch Alaskan <coughs> Bush people. Alaskan Bush people. Yeah. It sounds like a partner. But... I mean, <laughs> I guess you could do it. If you see some clips. Would I think it was a partner? If I saw some maybe. Maybe one of those weird ones, because there's bears in there as well. Well, I do I like know. bears. Maybe I should be watching this. Maybe it is your kind of show after all. If they did a, a like certain edit of it, maybe it'd be your kind of tale. Yelling at concrete does not endorse bestiality in any way. Glad you clarified. Just to throw that in. There. But uh, yeah, I like. I think I tuned in probably about season two, mm-hmm. so I missed missed some early stuff. But something like season six now. And the thing is, it's one of those where. I've got hooked on it because it's kind of so good it's... Or so bad it's good. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Um, is a case of... You watch it. Yeah. And the way it's all done, everything... like Because they acknowledge that the Discovery like TV film crew is there recording them yeah. and, and everything. And they acknowledge that what's going on is meant to be all their real life about building up in Alaska um, on their own island building their own home but the thing is like you look at bits of it and you're like they're either the world's unluckiest family or some of this has to be 
scripted. Because, I'm telling you, like, first thing that happened, they moved to one island, um, started building a house, everyone pitched in, helped them out, get the house built, because winter was coming. What did you do? Not Game of Thrones. <clears throat> okay. Um, um, Game of Thrones might have got the idea from Alaskan bush people, actually. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like a, a random pop culture point. Yeah. If R.R. Uh, Martin was sat watching Alaskan bush people, it's like, that's a great <laughs> phrase. <laughs> He's stolen all his ideas from, from this show. But so well, essentially what you're saying there is if you watch a Last in Bush people, you're seeing what happens after Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean yeah. I think that's a good way. So this is any Game of Thrones fans looking to get the fix, Alaskan Bush people, that's where it's at. But trying to avoid spoilers, do not watch Alaskan Bush. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're a season or two ahead. <laughs> um But what they they build up the house right. on, the, on the first island. Winter's hit, snowing, and then next thing you know, the the local townspeople come out, help them get finished, and it's like, oh, this is about Alaskan spirit, the last people trying to survive off the land. And then, like, the episode ends when it cuts to black and you hear a gunshot, and that moves on and it's like, the, the next events take place in real time, and next few episodes unfold, and next thing you know... Someone wants them off the land because they brought this TV crew in, right. ruining the... T- so they're like, okay, well, we'll just build a house, but someone's shooting at us, so let's leave. So they leave, find another island, decide to start again. On the way there, boat sinks, got a call for help. Finally get to the other island again. Somehow it's gone winter to winter between the islands here. So winter's coming again, fast approaching. Building. Winter's delayed on the island. Over the other way. <laughs> it just waits for. How far apart are these islands? <laughs> I've no idea, but they like get there. They build another house. A lot of struggles on the way there. More snow. And then instead of because no one else is on this island, no right. people. The last one was a small town. This one they've got a commute to other areas to right. get to. So this one's just like the most dense bear population in the world on one island. So smart move there, I guess. It does seem like they're not researching the places. Yeah, they? well, I'm, <laughs> they're just like, you know what? It's Alaska. We can go anywhere, do anything. <laughs> nobody will care. Oh, shit, there's bears. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Like, And the thing that, I mean, got to give them some respect because they're like, we're moving here, but we respect it's their territory first. So we're never going to shoot them on sight. Canada. It's like if they come close, we'll fire warning shots. So it's a last resort thing. Yeah. So they have a lot of bear encounters. There's, there's one time the bear like takes out the window uh, while they're away um, at a hospital on the mainland. Whatever takes out the window, defecates inside. It's like uh, it, it, it gets pretty messy. They get back, clean up, and it's like, well, that's clean the place up, get everything nice and tidy again. This time it set up a bear alarm system. So, because there's like... I'm just, all I can picture is like bears getting sneakier and sneak, Like That was just like initial prank territory for bears. They were like, you know what? We could break the windows and then I'm going to shit on their dinner table. Like, yeah, they put up a bear alarm. Ah, oh, damn. The fun fact about Alaskan bush people is this is actually a spin-off of Yogi Bear. Yeah. Ah. It, it seems like got, a mix between like just, Yogi Bear and Frat Party. Yeah, he did. Yogi just got real tired, brought in some college roommates. He's like, let's get crazy. Uh-huh. I'm flicking Louie Louie on the radio. <laughs> Doing the panty rage, which is bears on ladders. Um, 
so they get back, they clean that mess up, right? And uh, just to give some context, there's I think there's Billy Brown. He's the head of the family. Okay, he's married to uh, Amy Brown, his wife, and they've got like I'm going to say seven kids. Right. So they've got five five boys, two girls, and and a lot of kids. It is. So they're they're all like got intro. Some of them are normal like biblical <laughs> names. Like they've named some Noah, Matt, and some of them ended up getting nicknames. Right. So one of them was always called Bam Bam. Right. I'm guessing that's like a, I mean, I'm, get, I'm hoping it's a Flintstones. Yeah. I, uh, if it's not a Flintstones reference, then Lord knows it's open to interpretation. One of them's called or nicknamed Bear. Okay. Um. So he's he's always like running around like a bear anyway. He's just like climbing trees and he's a little bit feral. Right. So, yeah. um, but then there's there's one guy Noah. He's like I'd like to say normal. He's like the old time English gentleman kind of deal. So he's like an inventor of the family. I'll give him credit. He's extremely sort of smart. He's it's building still, an ark at this point. He's not build. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see him build an ark like. That'll be the time, not that's like a season finale, finale, but that, that's like a jump the shark moment. For okay, sure. so it's like when they're like, oh no, we've got to move island again. Yeah. This island doesn't seem to be an island, it's just a, like an ocean. Let's uh, just build an ark. We'll build an ark, yeah, we'll not build a house this that's time. That's the way forward. Then the bears will be in the ocean. <laughs> sea Floating along. <laughs> Teaming up with the learn. sharks. <laughs> I mean, I would wait. There may not be sharks in Alaska. I don't <laughs> Honestly, no idea. But I know there's like I think there's whales in Alaska. Uh, whales and there's dolphins. whaling industry in there. Yeah, there's a lot of big fishing industry as well. But no sharks. Uh, yeah, I can't really. It seems odd that like the US like would have sharks sort of surrounding it in, yeah. in the surrounding sort of oceans. But when you get to Alaska, it just seems like sharks have been. Or maybe the bears can swim. They just. Like, <laughs> That's like, all sharks yeah. are, really. It's just bears in costume. <laughs> um, but they, they realise it was bear territory. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're not going near that. Maybe the bears were like, oh no, the uh, bear attacks are getting too high. Like, the statistics are getting too high, <laughs> so people want to wipe us out. If we dress like sharks, then head down to Hawaii. Everything Everyone gets blamed fine. on the shark, and we'll be fine. <laughs> that's a, yeah, a lot of people blame sharks. Yeah. All the time for everything. It's like, sharks dangerous. They're everywhere. It's like, well, you know, you never hear anything about bears, do you? Not anymore. No. They took care of that problem. Yes. Yes. Maybe we need to do the shame with sharks. I mean, I find it funny that people find sharks so, like, dangerous. Because it's like one shark death a year. Yeah. Not even that. Like No. I mean, I think... And they are sharks. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's not like they're a common problem if you just go... Into you see, like not over here anyway. No, I mean you do get sharks in the UK yeah. occasionally, but it is one of those things of like I can't understand how people are like oh sharks are the most dangerous thing in the world because like there's one death per year. Yeah, essentially there's one death per year. Yeah, we have hundreds of programs which describe sharks as the ultimate killing machine. Yeah, like Discovery yet, have a Shark Week. Yeah, thing. It's... you've got Shark Week, you've got Sharknados flying around. Yeah, and there's one death per year. I think sharks. they're really overhyped sharks. They have. So. It's, I think vending machines kill more than this. I'd, I would, honestly wouldn't be surprised. I'd be happy through like a vending machine week. 
<laughs> so, what, just turn the discovery for in, like... It would be amazing. Can we'll you have a 24-7 live feed of this vending machine. It would be a vending machine in a hallway, and then they'd be cutting round it, like, all the time. <laughs> just some dramatic stings, just like... And then when nothing actually happens, they've got to throw in sound effects. Yeah. Just have someone, like, pull us a string to bring the thing down, like... That's it, that's the vending machine. There'd be recreations. Yeah. There'd be someone in, who'd be, like, silhouetted with, like, some sort of wound, and they'd be like, oh, this vending machine back in 97 fell on me, and I was trapped there for hours. Yeah. yeah and the vending that, machine would be put down. Uh, they'd, they'd be like, well, we're actually making a video, you know, like 127 hours about the guy that got his arm stuck. Yeah. It's just some guy in a vending machine just <laughs> holding on for dear life. <laughs> well... I got my own sock, but I'm not letting go of my Kit Kat. <laughs> I paid 50 pence for this. Nestle kills again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, I the the sad thing is, I mean, with my view on TV, is that it's probably not too far from truth. That you could have a TV program about vending machine death in a dramatic way. There's, like, a, there's a lot of channels out there. And yeah. then you can't use streaming services. Then you can't use you, you, YouTubes and your, yeah. everything. Someone out there has to have put together at some point something about the dangers of vending machines. There's got to be. I mean, you, there's so much crap out there. I, that was one of the reasons I got rid of my TV license because I, I don't have. I had Virgin Media. Yeah. And I barely watched regular TV, like one through five. Yeah. I didn't have Freeview, so that's why I had Virgin Media. Yeah. So I was watching BBC Three and stuff like that. And the BBC Three shut down. You don't need a, a TV license to watch iPlayer. Yeah. Which is how I was watching like Family Guy. Okay. And it was just kind of this thing of the, there's literally nothing on which I'm interested in. Yeah. And everything I was watching, I was watching on Netflix. Yeah, so I can it, see what you like. It kind of got to that point, whereas it, it's strange because, I, I mean, you're watching habits, you have a very broad range of watching. Yeah. Like, whereas I'm super picky about TV. Films, I'll watch absolute shit. Yeah. I will go out and buy the worst thing in CDX for 50p because I have 50p to spend. And I will sit through and watch that. But with TV shows, I really got no time for crap. I, and see, I, it's weird for me, like, TV, because oh, we've got, like, one, one of the top TV packages and then you watch all these streaming things through various means. And it's like, I'll watch a lot of stuff. I don't mind watching repeats as well. A lot of people not too big on that but I'll watch the same episode of something hmm. like five times within that week like Friends and Only Fools and Horses often they're two two of the big ones that get repeated a lot I think it really depends with that because <clears throat> like with Friends you can watch it again Yeah, you, I, think you, I mean you used to have to because E4 showed it 24-7 yeah and Comedy Central have it on all the time yeah. as well so it's, it's, I think it's very it's situation based uh, yeah you can be watching it kind of alone or just in the background yeah it's the same with like cartoons yeah I think cartoons like I, I like a lot of cartoons and um obviously used to a lot, a lot of them do get shown on the well what's incorporated in the kids channel mm-hmm. uh I guess over here it's different to, to the US because we our cartoon networks on our boomerangs yeah just usually show even up to late night only show like the kids stuff the yeah. new stuff but over there, when it gets to late night, it moves over to like Adult Swim stuff. And, yeah, I mean, we have a very strong watershed yeah. kind of barrier. And if it, I mean, even if that overlaps, and people get hundreds of like, thousands of complaints. Yeah, things happen just before nine o'clock. So I think they're very careful with cartoons. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, I think a lot of people seem to love to complain about anything. Oh, they so. do. Yeah, I mean, oh, what was it? There was a show recently. Uh, oh, it was Love Island. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Boris Shadow. One of the best. Oh. <laughs> You're kind of sick of that. <laughs> oh, so you got Love Island, which obviously reality TV gone haywire. Yeah. Um, where they're basically just trying to give the indication of sex on TV, but without actually showing sex on TV. They have shown it. But they, yeah, they've shown it. But there was less complaints about sex yeah. than there was about smoking. Yeah, on Love Island. I noticed a lot of people did yeah. smoke on the show and uh, complaints about that. Apparently, huge complaints, like comparative to what you would expect, because you think of Love Island, this is just going to get loads of like nudity complaints yeah. and sex complaints. Yeah. But no, people were really outraged, outraged about smoking, which is insane when it come when I think of it, because it's like from my youth, I was fairly fairly regular people smoking on TV. Yeah, that was like a standardized thing. Yeah, I think, and it's it's real shown like a real change in the attitude to that kind of thing on TV. Yeah, I think it, it's just small things now, like yeah. um, when you show people drinking alcohol or smoking, any like that, any substance really that people get outraged seeing someone else do it mm. on TV. Like, I mean, they're not forcing you, they're not coming out the screen and no, I think handing it to you. And With that kind of thing, they're always, it's always the think of the children. You know, it's always it's always very much aimed of like, oh well, if they see them doing it and they think that's normal, then the kids will think it's normal. Yeah, and I'm like, but lot- yeah, but they're on an island in the Bahamas being filmed. That's not normal. Yeah, <laughs> reality mean, TV is not reality. Almost <laughs> every show you see that kind of thing on, it's in a position where it's not a normal situation. It's no. so far removed from, and it's an exaggeration. I mean, like you were saying with your your, your bush people. Yeah. It reminds me so much of that Simpsons episode where they go stay in the old timey house and they're on a reality show. Yeah. And then they start to acclimatize to it. Yeah. And then it gets boring, so the producers make it more exciting yeah. by adding drama to it. Yeah. And I remember there's a show, I think it's called Lizard Lick Towing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. a couple of So I watched a season of Lizard, Lizard Lick Towing. Yeah. It's awful. It is. It's, uh, it's plain uh, awful. One of the worst of the. Absolutely. That's... And then in one of the finales, one of the guys gets shot. <laughs> Can't say I've seen that part myself. Right. But. They go to some like biker bar and they're trying to repo some guy's bike. Yeah. And a girl, girl gets a bit heated, there's yelling, and yeah. then the camera kind of like gets put down because something's gone wrong. You yeah. hear a gunshot and there's some screaming and an ambulance turns up. And then it ends the season. And you're like, this is meant to be reality TV. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> so it's like, you couldn't just put a thing at the end, just like, oh, this guy's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like. End on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, like, no, we're going to inject drama into this by going, you know what? That guy you like on that reality TV show, he may have died. And it's like, you just give a quick Google on it, and like, every news article is like, this guy isn't dead, but yeah, wait till fine. season two to find out. Yeah. Uh, what happened after this? Probably nothing. That's like, yeah, probably, you know, shook hands, paid the bikers for being great actors, yeah. paid the sound effects guy for the gunshot. And, and it's, it's the insanity of like, I think that's a real risk with re- like what is called reality TV now. Yeah. Because reality TV, when it started, was literally people in a house. Yeah. Like, there was editing to make it a little bit more dramatic, but in terms of, like, the actual setup, it was people in a house, social experiment. Yeah. What happens when you film these folks? Yeah. It was game shows, people competing for a prize, like Survivor and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's and simple stuff. It's kind of, it's moved so far away from that, because you got, like, what's that? There's that like reality show which isn't a reality show but it's filmed like a reality show. It's like nine oh two one oh but reality based. Um I can't think of the name of it. But like yeah, you've kinda of got like scripted reality TV. Yeah. And then you've got like these ones where like Lizard Like where it's meant to be real because they're a real business. Yeah. But at the same time it's all fake. Yeah. And 
it's blending online, but still calling it reality TV. So when you do get kids who are watching it, they're like, yeah, oh yeah. man, this is crazy. You know, these people's lives. It's like, that's not life. <laughs> nah, they've, they've made so much. Uh, reality TV, when, like you say, at first time, was going to be some straightforward, simple yeah. stuff. And I mean, was, I, I liked the original concept of reality TV. Yeah, it was like one specific thing. Yeah. And it was pretty much just good fun yeah. and genuine entertainment. And now it's branched out into like, You've got your talent show reality... Well, I say reality TV, you know, you always get the fixing accusations and stuff. I mean, even, like, talent show reality TV, I find... I kind of find it kind of insulting. Yeah. I think, with, like, talent show stuff. Yeah. Because it is one of those things of, like, you're convincing people that there's one shot. Yeah. And it's this reality TV show. And there's these people who are, like, going on and then just being berated by three people... Yeah. It's like they may have trained their like their entire life, and you're kind of killing that on yeah. live TV. And people are so willing to be shamed for for the chance for the yeah. chance. Yeah, I think there's also the thing of like you you always get the accusations of like producers going out and finding people. Yeah, to like they're like okay, we'll bring you in. You take some false criticism, we'll boost your profile a little bit. Yeah, but there's I mean I guess. For some people, any publicity is is good. It's, it's such a it's a strange thing of like it's this weird like self esteem engine, which they built. Yeah, and they're like really pushing people towards because there's people who just want to do that. Yeah, so like they don't even want to succeed at something; they just want to no, go on you, TV and fail. I think when it first started, you got people who were genuinely interested in the concept of yeah. that and and trying to make it big through a, a quick means. But now it's got to a point of everybody's seen. The, the reach those shows have got. Yeah. And they'll go on just for the sake of making a fool of themselves. Yeah. To to make themselves feel... I don't know what they get out of it, to be honest. But. I mean, it's it's that clamour for fame. Yeah. It? It's like... I mean, I've, I'm, I've always had that thing of I don't want fame. Yeah. I'd always want notoriety. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter how famous you are as long as the, the people who do know you know you for the right reason. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I think it's that complete opposite of that. Of people who just want to be known. Doesn't yeah. matter what for... How they get there, just want to be known. Yeah, it's like the kid in the playground will eat bugs. Yeah, I've, oh, that was yeah that was something I always get me out. <laughs> I mean, you don't like bugs, no, anyway. no, no, no. But yeah, no, like it's, it's it's the one in the playground who will eat bugs because they're so desperate for, for it. the attention, and because the TV shows are telling you that this is normal. Yeah, that this is reality. This is how you should live. This is you should always clamor for the approval of people who've done better than you. And it's like the people who've done better than you got there probably by coincidence. Yeah, I mean, so there's the, a lot of hard work, but a lot of it was sheer chance that we were in the right place at the right time. Yeah, so it, I mean, in essence, a lot, a lot of people could just follow the same route and, and hope that eventually something comes along. But yeah, too many people now are taking that quick, quick chance at okay, I'll just do something stupid. It'll get published on like online mm. newspapers. Will put a small piece of. I mean, nowadays some newspapers make it a full page headline. Like yeah. I mean, right. you would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we 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 sit and read the headlines, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the Daily Star would make that no- story number one. Oh yeah. I mean, they had a parrot on the cover. The <laughs> For, forget the actual world news that's going on. You... What was going on? There was like, there was like poisonous eggs in the world, or something yeah. else had happened, and then the star had a heroic parrot. Yeah. So I mean, I think it was in, like, you, you've got. Every politics thing, yeah. you got stuff to do with the royals. Yeah. And you had a load of stuff that could have been covered, like, as actual news story. And it was just... And they've cool. taken a full-page, front-page spread. I don't know, half of it was fo- football. 
That's true. Some of it was football. That's true. But half of it was about a parrot. Half and half. I mean, parrots are amazing, but... (laughs) But to give it a full page... Full page when the world is going on. Yeah. I mean, that parrot must have been pretty special, yes? It was heroic, apparently. I mean... Well, that's the thing. Like, it's such a strange... I don't know, in a way, an ideal way. We have all these rules for television. Yeah. In the UK, at least we do. I mean, we've only just started allowing, like, um, product placement and stuff like that. Yeah. In the last few years, that's kind of become... Because of reality TV shows and Coca-Cola and yeah. stuff like that. I've, I've always found found it amusing when shows do their own parodies of, of products, So When they make it so obvious Yeah. as well, I, I get that's the point of it, to make it relatable, but yeah. changing something so slight... So... I've never really totally, and I get this copyright stuff, but yeah. totally understood why people maybe put that aside just for simple product placement, really. Why? Why you would stop product placement? No, why would you like not stop? Because I get there's going to be some copyright. Surely it's just down to like the show whether they are willing to pay the right to have that the that product featured on their show. Well, no, I mean <clears throat> the show doesn't pay. Okay, so would essentially, be... product placement works by an advertising company. We'll, we'll take Coca Cola. Yeah, they approach a show like Britain's Got Talent, and yeah. they say we want to sponsor your show. Yeah, so everyone on that show has to drink Coca Cola. Yeah, and it has to be obvious that it's drinking Coca Cola. Yeah, you you often yeah. see on like America's Got Talent, there's a big one for they give them like the XL yeah. cups, and they're all. It's Coke. the same with like films. Like you watch any James Bond's film, usually there's a Sony product placement in there. Yeah, it'll be like the phone or something like that. Yeah. And the reason it's kind of like. It's a weird little line, is because if you get a product which isn't necessarily healthy, like yeah. Coca Cola, and then you put it on a major show and everyone's drinking Coca Cola, it becomes part of the brand. Yeah. So, like with the people who are clamoring for fame, yeah, they'll instantly think, "I should buy Coca Cola," because yeah. that's what my idols yeah. drink. I should buy Coca. It's like, oh, James Bond has that phone. I'm going to go out and buy that phone because then I can be like James Bond. Yeah. And that's yeah. how like product placing really like drives itself in Mm. well done product placement is stuff where you don't even realize you've been advertised to yeah like um what was it like logan yeah not logan wolverine origins much worse film had product placement in it but i mean obviously it was it was a cartoon comic book franchise so that's like one huge product placement in it but his look like his shirt yeah his leather jacket yeah his dog tags they were all essentially just product placements. Yeah. Because they were very specific brands. Yeah. So people went out and were like, oh, you know what? I really want to look like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So I'm going to go buy that leather jacket. Even though it costs. Even though it costs yeah. loads, of, loads of money. Even And then everyone started making imitations of that jacket. Yeah. And because then... you need to be able to sell a cheaper version. And yeah. it was this kind of like weird product placement. Like you've never shown the brand, but people have Googled Wolverine's leather jacket. Yeah. And they, they want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's smart. It's because you sell the image, whereas like with like full-on focused product placement like Coke, where it's like label out, yeah, you know, Budweiser label out that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, all, all the the cheap shots, of, yeah, like a, a slow zoom in on it. Yeah, it's, it's really direct. It's like when you get Apple products and yeah. things, and like they spin the laptop around. There's got an Apple logo on the back. Yeah, it's like it's really <laughs> subtle, but it's really brand marketed in your face. Yeah, and I mean from from my perspective, I find it. Again, kind of like it's one of those things if you're watching a program for artistic value, yeah, and then you're still being advertised to, yeah, so there's no break really. Mm. You, you don't get that, you don't get that cultural break anymore of going, Yeah, well, I can just relax, 
Yeah. Because you're like, ah, oh, if I like the laptop, but why do I like laptop? <laughs> Is it because it's being marketed to me? <laughs> yeah, I think that there's like, often the things you see TV are going to be the things you want. Like the laptop is a, is a good case for that. So, like, it's going to be a huge variety of laptops and stuff in the market. People are most obviously going to go for what they're familiar with. Yeah. So if you've seen something on TV, you're going to go straight to that. Yeah. So it's it's good, like from their business perspective, but from a consumer watching it. Yeah. What just watching for the show. I can see why people get a little annoyed at just seeing around I mean, the it, cheap. Like you say, it does work the other way around. Like when you watch shows and they have laptops and they always put a sticker over the logo. Yeah. It's because if they haven't got approval, they yeah. would have to pay Apple. Yeah. Because they're, they're using their brand to further their show. Yeah. Essentially, that's how they see it. Anyway. It's immediate when you see the ones that change it to like a pair. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I find it interesting that like, because I think it's like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like, they cover the Apple logos. Yeah. But they didn't cover the Alienware logo. Oh, okay. So, it's like, I didn't know whether it was like, is that product placement? Or was it that the Alienware just didn't care that that was being advertised yeah. to as, like, the best laptop? So, I, I guess the worry is, for a lot of brands, is that if someone's using your logo, they're going to damage your brand. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's a big thing. Stuff that that goes to the limit and it can, can try and be a bit edgy, they, they might not want it in. Um, but I guess sometimes they can't stop it if the it's parody then they've got no real uh, leeway there. there's nothing no. they can do but is it, I mean it's a strange I don't really know where I'd want TV to go because it's in like a renaissance at the minute yeah a little bit it's in like a, a trailing renaissance like obviously Breaking Bad yeah Mad Men that kind of stuff kicked it all off yeah and then, and then like they they were I've not seen Mad Men, but it, it's obviously heavily like yeah. popular with fans and critics, and, and mm-hmm. Breaking Bad's like probably my favorite show ever. Yeah, and it's 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 good that they are still making or bring back shows that really focus on tiny things like that. You, you really see late on yeah. come to fruition. So you'll see something in like the first season and fifth episode of Breaking Bad. And then, like, it won't really pay off until, like, two yeah. seasons later. you got to have, like, a really an elongated burn on, yeah. on things now. Which is, is good. Because that's better writing, yeah. essentially. Um, and it kind of, like, broke down to that. I mean, like, Orange is the New Black came came out, and that's huge. Yeah. Um, I've still not sat down and watched it, just because... It's like with everything, like Game of Thrones, like, I'm, like... Two episodes into Game of Thrones, yeah. I've never watched anymore. It's this is so I'm, much to catch up. With. I'm I'm much the same. Like, there's a lot of shows that I'm already engrossed in. Mm. I'll watch them on a weekly basis, pretty much as soon as they're out. Like, yeah. when Better Call Saul comes back, I'll be in that as soon as it's out. I'm on it. Yeah, uh, and that's probably because I was like a big fan of Breaking Bad. The thing is, I wasn't a big fan of Breaking Bad while it was that. All the seasons came out, and you know, I'd always heard. You know, mind things in the background like this is a great show yeah. and stuff and then I just saw like a double page spread in the paper about Breaking Bad and then breaking it down like the components of everything went into the show yeah. and and it being like so highly viewed as a finale uh, I thought okay well I'll, I'll see see what it's all about got a Netflix trial yeah. and just burned through the show and it's where it really came about but I think the thing is with me if I'm not already into the show 
even if I like it and it's recommended to me, mm-hmm. I might not get into it straight away. Okay. So there's stuff like Game of Thrones. I probably would love that if I got around to watching it. Um, but the thing is, I'm already watching so much TV. Yeah. Trying to fit that in with it isn't going to work out too well unless okay. I just drop everything else from my life. Yeah. I mean, with me and Game of Thrones, it's like, I have the time. Yeah. I have loads of free time. I could have TV on in the background. Yeah. But I, in a way, I've kind of grown to dislike that. Yeah. Like, it needs to be something where if I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to give it the time of day. Yeah. So I would get, again, I'd have to, I'd have to make proper space, which means I have to drop something else like you would with your, your, your TV. Yeah. So I'd have to watch, <clears throat> sit down and watch it. And then, what, I mean, like Better Call Saul, I can do all the things with. Yeah. But that's because I, for the first few episodes, I just sat and watched it. Yeah. So you've got to kind of give it that introduction time. Otherwise, you just get bored. I mean, there's so many, like Westworld, I want to watch. That's one of the things where, again, I started watching it, like, two episodes in, and it was interesting, and I imagine it got even better as it progressed, but the thing is, for me, with a lot of shows, it's either got to be something I've already got a huge interest in, I really wanted to watch, or if I only had a slight interest in, I watched that first episode and I want it to really be something that drives me like, oh man, I need that next episode, let's get straight on. I mean, I find that's interesting because it's like we're Breaking Bad. A lot yeah. of people you speak to are like, don't watch season one because it's dull. I'll just burn through season one yeah. and get into season two and three. And I'm like, season one to me is probably the best season. Yeah, I <laughs> I always enjoyed season one. Like watching how it started, like that first episode for me was one one great episode yeah. that really just made sure that I, I was stuck with it yeah. from that point forward. I wasn't going to ditch the show I just liked where it was headed what it was all about I liked the season one introduction to like everyone yeah the character development in season yeah. one is a, like it's fantastic I think because you get to the end of the season and you're just like even if this ended now yeah it could go a million and one ways yeah you, you like they left it open ended but they also made sure that everyone had a path that they'd followed and you followed it yeah. with yeah. so it was it was good. I think if people did skip season one Breaking Bad, they'd be missing out on a lot of good yeah. stuff. I think it's it's interesting though because I was recently I was recently reading through. I was debating rewatching Breaking Bad. Yeah, because you know why not? I mean, like as I've just said, I've got loads of time, but for yeah. some reason I was like, no, I'll rewatch Breaking Bad. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, that seems like a good use of my time. <laughs> and I was like, the foreshadowing in season one mm. for what happens in the last season is kind of incredible. Yeah, it's it's amazing, like. And it's credit to the writers yeah. for each one that they saw sort of so far ahead, yeah. and and they didn't lose track of what had already been done. Yeah, because with a lot of just your average shows, you'll you'll see stuff like, and uh, I'm gonna gonna go with Prison Break as the reference here. I know you're <laughs> not, but like Prison Break in the first season, yeah, even though it's still not like. When they were still in prison. Here. When they were, when it started, when it was actual, <laughs> it was actual prison, prison break. and actual this is, prison This is my break. main problem with prison break. It's like, after a while, they ain't in prison. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of points where they're not in prison. There's okay. a lot of points where it massively off tracks. And, okay. yeah. uh, I mean, you've probably heard when I've discussed it before yeah. with, with Harry, that it goes off on a weird I mean, tangent. How so many much. seasons are there of prison break? Six, I think. Okay. Because like with the, just the season five, I think it's five. Like just five. the right, like the starting concepts. You sat like that's two season maximum. Yeah, like, it's, like you should end that at season two. <laughs> I mean, they originally ended season four. 
Right. So it didn't like drag out too much, okay. but it it did drag on a little bit. It's like the first season, everything happened in the first prison, the original prison, original plot line. Yep. They broke out. Spoiler alert! A little okay. bit late, but that's that's fine. Um. I don't think anyone's going to go around to watching Prison Break it off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, it might be a few years. It's a few, a few years, years late. Past yeah. at the moment. <laughs> um, but then it moves on. It's like, eventually they get thrown into like other, another prison. Yeah. And there's other systems and all this other stuff comes into it. And it gets a much bigger plot line to it. And it's like, it's moved away from the core. But after season one, you're already kind of stuck with it. You want to yeah. see where the characters go. Okay. Come season five, which was the recent revival season. Right. It's like... Because it needed a revival. Apparently so. Like, <laughs> with how season four ended, everyone was like, well, that's it then, that's done. Um, Wait, does season four have the awkward moment, which you're always talking about? No, season so five season, So they, they brought it back just to ruin it. With <laughs> the season five ending? Yes, because of that very awkward final scene. Like The season four ending... Right. Quite emotional, a little bit vague in some areas, so it does leave you thinking, but it it does tie it up overall. But it it also did, in fairness, leave it open. Right. And and they tied that up well in season five, but it's like that was a quite emotional ending for for the show. And then season five, they come in and, like, turns out, don't worry, main character, not dead actually. Okay. Um, A little bit of a prank back there. (laughs) Uh, Don't worry about that. Just a prank, bro. Um, and bringing this other guy to try and explain it in a serious way. But there's just so much stuff in season five that is poorly written. Like, yeah. there was a scene where the main character's son is taken from, like, his back garden. You see him being taken into some bushes. Yeah. And you think, oh, someone's kidnapping him. And then when he reappears without sort of explanation, he's acting a little bit weird. And you think, oh, someone done something to him what's happened and then like as the episodes go on there's no payoff for it there's no explanation for the scene and and like you had to rely on fan forums trying to say oh don't worry it was a dream sequence didn't actually right, happen okay. he was just it's like you shouldn't have to rely no. on that kind of thing I mean that, that is bad writing because that's that, that's one of my major problems with like the Harry Potter series yeah like I read Harry Potter 1 through 3 yeah and I didn't read the rest. I started reading four and got bored. Yeah. Like, first chapter in. Um, I did not like the first chapter of four. <laughs> but, like, I watched the films Yeah. Um, with my ex. And it was just like, there's so many questions posed in the films which can't be answered by the films. Yeah. And you get so many fans who say, oh, I just read the books. Like, I shouldn't have to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I get the, like, trying to create, or create, rather, and, like, entwined universe. Yeah. And... And people have to go looking for the answer. But, again, if you're looking at films that should be... I, I do really love the Harry Potter films. Yep. But if you're looking at them, they should answer all the questions that are posed within the film. Unless you're starting with something like Lost. Yeah. Which was like... It was created as like a, as a kind of like a, an experiment, essentially. Of like where they throw things in and then you could go research those things. Yeah. Like the things the company mentioned in Lost, I've, I've not seen like the entire thing, but it's like this company mentioned, you can go to that website. Yeah. And you can find like the clock, which is in Lost. It's on this website. Oh, okay. Like, there's like, there's all this actually, it's kind of like a Blair Witch Project. Yeah. They put loads of fake articles online. Yeah. They produce like some backstories, wiki pages, all this kind of stuff. So you could go out and answer the question more yeah. as like an interaction thing but with something like a franchise like how funny like you, you, you've got all the base material mm. so you could you could just choose to omit things 
to make it more clarified yeah. within your film. And yeah, they didn't. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a way, I think with Harry Potter films being sort of shown again recently, they're, yeah. they're often shown on like ITV and stuff. Oh, ITV should love showing Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> so like the amount of times, because of the amount of times it's on, you rewatch it, and the more and more you watch it, the more and more you pick up. Like, yeah, the more and more questions you yeah, have about like, things. You're like, what? why isn't he doing this? What is this? What? Yeah, oh. it's. But yeah, I, I think. I I don't mind shows that are badly written. Like I'm not looking to to pick plot holes out and things. Sometimes it is glaringly obvious. That that is the annoying. I think my my degree doesn't help because I did film and photography. Yeah. So, so you, for, for you, you kind of like, see them you see without even trying. Want, but yeah, yeah, and you kind of let's say what it's like. My problem, a lot of my problem with TV is that like you can see the story as it will progress. Yeah, you I can think already recognize why... the arc before it's even occurred. You. you really got to look it if you if you're in that position you got to yeah. look at the shows like breaking bad and, and game of thrones that often get praised for being so well written yeah. that you can't pick them apart as much because yeah. you know there's going to be payoff yeah i mean so there's a question for you then right so i know you like enjoy, enjoy pitching things yeah so you got to write a tv show you know, we are within time constraints, so... I know. My, my pitch we've, got, is, we've got a good, like, 15, 20 my, minutes. My pitch is going yeah. notoriously long. Well, we'll make it... We'll, we'll keep it succinct. <laughs> we'll say that it's got to be, like, a two-season thing, yeah. so you can't go, like, huge with this. Okay. But we, your initial pitch, if you can make, like, a TV show about anything, not oh. reality TV. Oh, oh no. Gotta be drama. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the dream. Where, where would you start? Because, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I watch a barely any TV but mm. I write a lot of script ideas yeah because of what I did okay so I've always got an idea yeah but I'm curious from someone who works so broadly with your, your TV watching yeah. range we're, if you were to make something for you yeah for TV what would you make it's probably in a weird position like because like <laughs> you said now like I'm not in a position of like writing stuff regular or coming up with no? I do come up with some ideas and, and then just like forget about them but just from a watching so much TV perspective yeah. and then having to kind of pitch a show that appeals to me. I mean, all you got to really think is what do you think TV's missing right now? That's the thing. I'm not sure what it is. I've oh, watched well, well, so well, much. You know, well, you've got like your favorite bits from shows. Yeah. You think, right, what would I really want to see? <laughs> Just like if you if you kind of like because I know I know you like uh, like SpongeBob yeah and you, SpongeBob you got like UK a, number one quiz of 2016 2017 for the month of May that's how we should have introduced you ah oh. <laughs> an hour in we've just got your title <laughs> I'll just cut that back and then it'll make yeah, no sense we'll, we'll, we'll do, do a little bit of like, so you got that so it's like do you want to make an animated <laughs> flick would you want to make a drama um I think. I probably, I, I'm, I'm quite big on the animation. I like, okay. like animation and comedy. It's a, it's a market that's already full, yeah. I think, but it's one that, that you can do gaps in. Like, I know there's going to be always some overlap, like obviously The Simpsons being so as old as it is and coming out when yeah. it did. Everything seems to like pick from The Simpsons. Yeah. For, like, Family Guy did it. South Park did obviously The Simpsons did an episode. Yeah. Um, and now, even though I want to watch it, I've not watched it. Rick and Morty seems to be quite yeah. popular, and that seems to be fairly original. Yes, it is. Uh, so, still, uh, I mean, everything. Yeah, it's like it's impossible not to take inspiration. Yeah, but yeah, it's, as, a, as a concept, it's like it's Futurama style. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's new. It's, so, yeah. yeah, and I think I don't know what like is missing from the market, really. Okay. 
that's the thing because you've got you, if you look just at the genres as a whole yeah. you've got your heavy dramas like you've got period dramas action stuff mm-hmm. you've got a lot of comedy stuff out there and in my opinion maybe bring back some of the old style like comedies that you had that it were uh, around at the time were probably fine but now a lot of people would see as like pushing the limit a little bit in terms of so you mean like like Forty Towers that kind yeah, of yeah that, that kind like, of stuff like the older comedy star stuff okay so like it's, it's, it's sitcom really isn't it yeah, yeah well think, what's, but, what's developed into sitcom yeah, yeah I think you you do like a hybrid of you got your new sitcom star mm-hmm. where all the time everything um not going out for example that's that's one okay. I quite like with Lee Mack and um that's got its own like full plot and then occasionally you'll get the the one-liners but you'll also get the the jokes and that and then in in all the sitcoms you often have sort of bits that even though the thing with sitcoms is that they are individual yeah like to each episode some did have kind of a flowing theme throughout i think maybe i'd go for something that had like your classic one your lines your relatable characters mm-hmm. but something that has a flowing theme and eventually has a payoff okay. it's like a sitcom but written as a uh, like a real heavy show okay so like a, a like a drama arc to it like story arc yeah kind of so, so you've got like a real story arc yeah. throughout but you've also got regular comedy yeah, elements but his main focus is to make you laugh yeah as, as, a, as a like a thing yeah okay I can get that I guess Friends had that in a way that had yeah, its, its that, I mean that started as like a kind of an individual thing yeah and but then, then it developed over time yeah I think yeah. because of the popularity they did yeah I mean, it's like, I mean Scrubs tried it in a yeah. way because it really like everyone talks about Scrubs but like there was no big story arc yeah it was just JD becoming a doctor that was the basic premise okay. of the entire thing and following him through his doctor career there was no like end point to it yeah apart from maybe him finding love okay like as, at the end of it but yeah i mean you kind of you're looking down that line of like america sitcom type yeah. thing do you think you'd want to be more like american oh. um, i think I, I like both styles i think yeah, yeah if you can try and mix the american british sitcom styles together even though it'd be quite because well, they are quite different yeah they, they approach things but I, I think, think well I think one of the main things is how they're shot yeah like, that's a heavy difference yeah yeah because America is. uses a lot of like sound stages and yeah everything's very boldly lit yeah regardless of content whereas yeah. like UK shows they still try and they put in try and put in a bit of atmosphere yeah or they'll shoot in unusual locations or they use like an actual house to shoot in yeah or... I think that was one of, like if you look at your American sitcoms it's often like in areas that even though, because Friends obviously Central Perk's a big location. Yeah. You got the all, all the famous locations from Friends. I think they, even though they're quite common things, yeah, they were also so distinct. Yeah, so they didn't, a lot of detail to them. Yeah, yeah, it, it did seem like, as you say, like a full stage kind of deal. But when you looked at something like Only Fools and Horses, the apartment there looked probably pretty common for the time. Yeah, everything looked quite common like the the pub yeah was pretty much your average pub at the time I guess so I think what made Falls and Horses interesting was like 
they obviously did that thing where every week there'd be a different like item in the apartment, which is like cluttering up the place. Yeah. And then we like the pub. It was the extras. Yeah. The amount of like background characters they threw into that was really developed, which you just don't get in American sitcoms. No. You have like core characters, but everyone else is just like they're just painting like on the wall. Essentially. Yeah. I think because when when you have like extras in the American sitcoms, yeah, you know for. A f- Fact, they just paid extras to sit there yep. and everything. One of the things I think um, Phoenix Knights and, and a lot of Peter Kay's comedy shows do well. Right. Often he'd apparently bring in um, actual people, uh, not not paid extras, but right. just invite them to be part of the thing. Okay. So with Phoenix Knights, he'd invite them along, or people would be asked if they want to come along to like a like cabaret thing at the okay. the, the like um, club. Yeah, and um, then you'd actually see real people's reactions to the whole. So there's a bit of sincerity to it all. Yeah, kind of made it. So yeah. like there's a lot of famous scenes, you'll see like repeat faces because I think eventually you did see these real people coming down yeah. and actually getting involved in, and having a few drinks and enjoying the, the okay. evening. So they'd have real reactions to it. I think that's kind of nice. Though. I think for someone who's, who, I mean, we have very different watching. Habits. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to like pinhole you into a corner of you watch crap. No, I think I want. Like, <laughs> but I think it's nice that you you kind of you have this broad range. Yet you you'd like to see something in a way quite sincere yeah. as a program, even though it's like comedy based. Yeah, I mean, but something like, with a depth to it. Some, yeah, you've got to have something that like brings smiles to people's faces. Yeah, but at the same time, it's going somewhere. It's not just giving you laughs for the sake of it. Yeah, it's not just got random episodes that's like a rinse and repeat and eventually you get to a point of what do we do now yeah. pulled all the ideas the Simpsons kind of deal yeah. so I want something that goes somewhere you know that kind of thing which doesn't insult the viewer in no yeah like I think something that you can sort of make fun yeah. of the show makes fun of its viewers yeah. but it doesn't like insult them it, it brings them in and makes them feel like they are sort of part of the show like they're mm. involved I can appreciate that I quite like that I think that's a good point to end on as well yeah. it's like a, a message for TV and the yeah. people out there making TV TV you know listen this is your car audience this this <laughs> is me right yeah I've got watching better, everything better, <laughs> literally everything that's ever been on um, and I'm picky and I'd, picky. I'd watch that Thank you. You know, if, if there was a comedy with some depth, I'd watch that. So yeah. So that's that's the TV. I've also got two films in the works. Yeah, we're not, we ain't, we ain't got only, time for that. <laughs> Monsters Inc. with only three characters. Oh, that's have, a whole other podcast. That is. That's how to pitch Monsters Inc. with three characters. Tune in. Tune in for part two. <laughs> your other entitled film. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming either way, Nick. That's okay. Nick, meme extraordinaire and connoisseur. Also. Yeah. The UK's number one SpongeBob quizzer for May 2016 and 2017. Just going to put that that's, out there that's again. Something to remember. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we shall talk to you guys um, later. I, I'm, one thing I will say is, I'm nope. all, like, the podcast, we started Alaskan Bush People style. We did. Name drop Noah. <laughs> Went off on poor people, poor audience here, left on a cliffhanger. Like, well, what does Noah do? Where does the show go? Go watch Alaskan Bush. There's there some product go. placement for you. <laughs> I've managed to slid that in there of uh, Alaskan bush people, it's... which is not a porno, but may have bear porn involved. <laughs> not the screw product placement, no. But but yeah, successful. I'd hope someone's going to pay for this sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for coming either way, Nathan. That's uh, okay. We'll talk to you guys later.